What if you knew your animal better than anyone else, including your vet? What if you knew where to go for information covering a variety of different topics that allow you to choose the care you would like for the furry member of the family? What if this information can be found with even more ease than ever before? Get ready to listen, share, and question what animal care used to be and where it can go. Now, here's the host of Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show, certified animal chiropractor, Dr. Andy Harper. Welcome, welcome to Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show with me, Dr. Andy Harper, as your host. Um, I am a doctor of chiropractic, certified animal chiropractor, access consciousness facilitator, and energetic magic with animals practitioner. And I am here today to empower you to know what you know about your animal. So today, June 8th, 2015, I am so excited um, for my guest. Um, we're going to talk about the magic of beyond training with um, <laughs> special guest Susie Godby. Um, could training hi, be Andy. easy? <laughs> Hello? Hi, I said hi, Andy. <laughs> hi, Susie. How are you today? I'm awesome. Good. Awesome. We're going to talk about beyond training today and how, you know, could training be easy, fun, quicker than you ever imagined? Um, what if there are tools that could assist you in changing what has not been working for you? Um, I just also say, so you can join us today in the chat room um, if you go to a2zen.fm and click along the top. You can also call in any questions, any comments, any animal stories at 815-880-8255 in the U.S., 613-800-8736 in Canada, 033-0001-0625 in the U.K., Always Skype them in at a2zen.fm. So um, before we jump into our conversation with Susie, um, let's expand out. As big as the room you're in, as big as the city, um, as big as the state, as big as the country, as big as the world, as big as the universe and beyond. Cool. And then ask all of our animals to join us. And what would the animals like the world to know? So a little about Susie. Um, Susie Godsey travels the world facilitating people and their animals um, to have more connection and understanding. She's sought out, for, sought out for her remarkable talent to assist animals of all kinds, including dogs, cats, horses, and non-domestic wildlife. Susie is a certified access consciousness facilitator, uses the tools of access to create dynamic change and communication for people and animals. Um, you are also the worldwide coordinator for Talk to the Animals for Access, and welcome, welcome. <laughs> Thank you so much, Andy. I'm so, so glad to be on the show today. It's such a pleasure to uh, to be here with you. Yes, thank you. So I guess we'll just start with what is Beyond Training? <laughs> that is a really good question. Um, well, for me, Beyond Training is basically looking at more how to work with the individual animals rather than coming from the standpoint of uh, training. So many people um, look at training as like a set method to accomplish something. And so basically we have um, we have seen people that come up with all sorts of ways to, to approach training. For example, clicker training is a great method to be applied. And yet if an animal doesn't enjoy this sort of training, then even though it may work really well for 80% of of the others, it may not work for that one. So beyond training to me includes more 
of the point of view that the animal has and us asking the animal questions rather than coming from a conclusion that work. Yeah, so, so, so you you would like everyone to know, or you, animals have choice in how they would like to learn things? <laughs> yes, you could say it like that, too. <laughs> no, I, and that, I talk about it all the time with my clients. Not that I do training, per se, but, um, you know, this isn't working, or this isn't working. I'm like, well, have you asked your animal what they would like to do? And they look at you, you know, like Scooby-Doo watching TV, like, Really, I can ask yeah. my 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 dog or my horse. I mean, you can train a cat, I, you know that. But generally, when we're talking about training, we're talking more. I think even this is more dog related um, uh, than horse related. But I think what we're talking about today is more dog related. But yeah, it doesn't. I'm going to use these words. Even dawn on people, maybe they should ask their dog how they'd like to do things. Yeah, I mean, most people find it mind-boggling, and most people don't actually trust that they can actually hear their pets because a lot of people have conclusions about what animal communication actually looks like, and so a lot of people have expectations about, you know, how the communication comes into their awareness. So, for example, people, we have seen all the movies, Dr. Doolittle, etc., and so you know, we're we're having these ideas that basically when an animal talks to us, we either hear it in our heads or we see it as a movie or this or that or the other thing. Instead of actually being willing to start to perceive how it comes to each and every one of us individually, which can be so, so different. Um, like, so for example, for me personally, I don't really function in pictures. So when animals communicate with me, it's really more like the perception of an energy that I perceive partially through my body and partially just I know. So it's really not so much about um, you know, getting words even. It's more like the energy creates an awareness of what that is. And I can't really explain it. But when I used to take animal communication classes, I was told I had to receive everything in pictures. And because it didn't work for me, I basically was uh, stunned and I thought, well, I don't know how to do this. you know. And so how many people out there are really in that position where they go, well, I don't know how to receive when my animal talks to me. I don't know what that is. Like, I don't hear my animal. And so that's really the part where I encourage people to start to really pay attention to how they are receiving that information because they all do. And it's it's that's the fun part. We all have that capacity. We all were born with it. We all have it. We all know how to do it. It's just being willing to actually also use it and and trust that our animals are talking to us, especially when they are having trouble. You know, they do want to communicate to us what's going on. And so that's a great place to listen because then there is something up and they really want to get it across. They they will try really hard to, to give us that information. <laughs> so Yes, and, and and a lot of times that's in behaviors that we quote unquote maybe don't even like or or not appropriate or or they're being stubborn or or you know, we always go to there's a problem versus, well, what, or or rather than, what if they're actually just trying to tell us that that's not working for them? Yeah. 
And it can be yeah, that simple I, sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It can be sometimes, and sometimes there's layers of stuff, and sometimes there's this. Um, I was, you you said it, and um, Shannon said it about the entities. It's never the entities. It's never the animals. It's always the people. <laughs> <laughs> um, that are the problem, that are thinking about something or reading into something and, or, you know, what if it's really simple to change things, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of the time. But I want to go back just a second because I want to, for those that are listening to the show, maybe this is your first show, um, we are talking about access consciousness and we're talking with Susie Godsey and my introduction to access was with Susie. She had a, a free Talk to the Animals intro night that I went to um, and that was the strangest evening of my life, um, and <laughs> and it changed everything because I had no idea what access was. I hadn't heard the clearing statement before. I walked in like off the street, and so but she had talked like she just talked about the energy of animals, and it was the first time that I went, oh, that's what I do because I didn't get the pictures either. And all the animal communicators, well, they showed me this, or they, you know, did this. And I'm like, I don't get any of that. But I'm getting this whole other thing that I just know stuff. And it's very difficult to, quote, unquote, explain to people. So thank you, Susie. So the contribution to my life has been amazing since that evening. Um, and that's what I, I attempt to tell people time and time again. Maybe it's pictures. Maybe it's words. Maybe it's an energy. Maybe it's this. What is it for you? And that's where people, like you said, they have all of these decisions and judgments about what animal com- com- communication is that stops them before they even get started with their own animals. Totally. Yeah, and, and that's the fun part, too, because and it really can create so much more when you're willing to play with this and it really can be playful a lot of people approach this so seriously what if it wasn't serious even if your animal is having trouble with you or or you with them like what if it wasn't so serious what if you could actually approach this in a more light way um, where then there is more of the possibility to actually receive the information too just like Andy, you were you were saying earlier, expand out in all directions. And it's like when we're not in that expanded state, so when we're upset, when we're when we're having trouble, we, we contract. And animals don't recognize our energy when we're contracted. They really have a hard time when we're in that state. They don't know what to do with us. They it's harder for them to understand us when we're in that space, but also vice versa. It's much harder for us to actually receive from them. So when we're contracted, we're really stopping ourselves from receiving, we're stopping ourselves from being clear as well. And especially in training, this is another part of beyond training. What if training really wasn't about so much about, you know, using technique? What if actually a lot of it was also about communicating and using your energy? So, for example, I I had a very lengthy conversation with um, Matthew Cooperswaite, who is um, in South Africa, and he trains agility dogs, and he does um, he does really really well in South Africa. He actually travels all around the world with his dogs because he does so well in agility, and his whole approach is that he basically does it all from his head. He gives all the commands. Everything that the dogs are going to do, he basically projects it at them. He doesn't talk during this. He does minimal stuff with his with his hands, etc., and body, um, you know, body language. But mainly, he talks at them through his head, and he doesn't even say it out loud. 
And he says every single solitary mistake that his dogs make are because he gave them the wrong cue. <laughs> it's never them, he says. It's always him thinking about something else, and that makes them go do something, you know. <laughs> so. Right, right. Well, and I have a lot of clients that do agility. We do a lot of body work for them. Uh, and it, it's amazing. The, the the people are like, you know, they're at that age where they're just not going to be able to do the um, the Wii poles. And I'm like, well, what if you changed your point of view about that and showed them a different way and, and what, you know, you know, and all of that, you know, trying to get their mind chattered, if you want to call it that, something somewhere else. Um, mm-hmm. And they always, well, they do it well in practice but not in competition. Well, how much are they picking up at competition that this is a bigger deal? Oh, I don't know if they're going to be able to do it. Oh, no, they're going to mess up. And all they're, con- all they're picking up is I can't do it and mess up. Right. Uh, and so that a lot of I, I'm hoping in because um, what we haven't mentioned is Susie's coming to um, Lakewood, Colorado to do a two day class called Beyond Training. So that's I, I'm you know I'm going to use the hoping word, but I'm like I'm hoping people will come and we can address some of that and and look at that and change that with the access tools. That yeah, if you're standing there going, oh, I don't know if they're going to make these wee pulls. Boom, there you go. <laughs> They're not yeah, going to make those weep holes. <laughs> no. And, and, they, and, and everyone still just stares at me like I'm crazy. Oh, um, but, yeah, it's never the dog. It's the people. So is there going to be an opportunity for all those agility people to, to maybe look at that in, in the upcoming class? Yeah, absolutely, because there's a lot of things that we're really not being willing to be aware of how quickly our animals are actually responding to our thoughts and our feelings and we have to be we have to become more diligent about that we have to become more aware that they are much more willing to receive all of our messages 100% of the time and so you know it it really is a lot about we need to change our way of looking at this much more yeah i always have it but they're in our heads all the time they know what's going on up there all the time. And they always look at me with these big eyes like, really? Like we can't hide stuff from them? I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> so, yeah, they're they're faster than us and they're in our heads all the time. Um, let's go to break. And then there's actually one, maybe two questions um, in the chat room that we can um, uh, address specifically when we come on back with Susie Gutt. Great. Many of us make choices on how to care for our animals based on how it has been done in the past or what others have always done. What would it look like to choose what your pet requires, which may be very different from what others would choose? By tuning into Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show with certified animal chiropractor Dr. Andy Harper, you'll receive information and options you never even knew existed to improve your relationship with animals in your life. Listen to Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 p.m. Central Time, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on atizen.fm. This is Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show with certified animal chiropractor Dr. Andy Harper, or more well-known as the Energy Wizard. 
To participate in the program today, please call us in the U.S. at 815-880-8255. That's 815-880-TALK. Or in Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at adizen.fm. You can also ask a question by sending an email to drandy at harpersridge.com. Welcome forward. Thank you for joining me today on Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show. And again, I invite you to join me and my guest, Susie Godsey, Worldwide Coordinator to Talk to the Animals for Access Consciousness with your questions, with your animals. Um, check out how easy um, it is to do at a2zen.fm. Click on the chat room, follow the directions, and come join us. You can always email me later with um, questions at drandy at harpersridge.com. How can I get a hold of you, Susie? <laughs> Well, they can go to my website, um, suzygodsey.com, and it's S-U-Z-Y-G-O-D-S-E-Y.com. That would probably be the easiest way. The easiest way in your travels around the world, huh? <laughs> yes, pretty much. And, and, mean, the, and that is not a... <laughs> no, but I mean, that's not an understatement. Susie literally travels the world um, doing classes, um, working with access, um, and, you know, changing the world. So how does it get even better than that? <laughs> Okay. We're going to go back and go to back to the weed polls really quick, um, and then there's a behavior question here in the chat room. Um, Shauna writes, and she tends to hold her breath while her dog's going through the weed polls, and she has to remember to breathe, or she'll pull out of the polls. What's the energetic behind that? What do you get out of that, Susie? Well, in a sense, it's almost like when you're holding your breath, it's it's almost like you're stopping everything. And so the dog gets the energy of stop. You know, um, when you're not breathing, it's like that sense of like um, tension and halt the world, you know. And so, you know, the dog will receive that energetically and be like, what's up? And pull out of the poles more like something must be wrong than anything else, you know, I would perceive that the dog sees it as something is going on that I am not aware of. So it's it's no longer even the um the agility at that moment. It could even be that now the dog thinks that something is going on outside of all this that I'm not aware of and I have to now look around and see what's actually happening. Um, you know, so whenever we hold our breath it's usually the energy of stop everything you're doing if that makes sense. And that makes great sense. And I, how often do we actually hold our breath? Uh, maybe even walking your dog, like another dog's across the street, and we go, and that, yeah. and, and that whole energy of the walk just shifts. Yeah, um, because then the and, dog and, really perceives, like, there must be some danger. Because when do we hold our breath? Usually when there's a fearful moment, like, you know, an animal is about to eat us, we might hold our breath in that moment. Um, and so for an animal, when you hold your breath, there is imminent danger of sorts in, as a possibility. And so if you are walking your dog and, you know, you, you have a dog that is quote-unquote dog aggressive and you see another dog coming and now you hold your breath, what happens now is your dog actually perceives that other dog even more as a um, threat to you and the pack. And so then they're going to have to even act out more of that aggressive side that they have. So we have to really pay attention to those things because they do make a big, big difference for these animals. 
So yeah. yes, our yeah, body. I love, I love that. <laughs> that was that was an amazing explanation. So thank you very much for that. I love it. Um, and whenever you want to sh- throw in a clearing, please be my guest. Okay. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Rio have, um, has a statement question here. She goes, I think I'm communicating with Riley, and that is, um, I think she's 10 months old, her dog, Riley. I'm not sure how old she is. Maybe um, Rio has to remind me. Um, but she's not sure if she's communicating um, because the behaviors are not changing. Recently, she started barking all the time, still nipping, and about the only thing she does is come when I whistle and goes potty when I ask her to. Um, sit, no way, she says. Um, would it, what would it take for me to communicate with her with ease? Yeah. So one thing that actually is important, too, uh, is that we're not really getting vested in the outcome. And a lot of people misidentify communication and and animals responding to behavior alterations um, basically as... as um, it's the same, but it's really not. Everywhere you have the lump together, everything has to do with behavioral issues, with actually you, your dog not communicating with you properly. Will you please destroy and uncreate all that? Yes. Time to God for right, you. Right. right and wrong, good and bad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fuck all nine shorts put me on. Sorry, Abby. <laughs> I didn't no, know it's okay. to do Pock and Potter. I love it. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'll do Pock and Potting. Um, but there was a lot of energy on that. Yeah. Um, so it's it's very, it's sort of an interesting thing because, number one, if you are having trouble with your animal, there is a lot about communication and there's a lot about finding out what is going on for them and what is actually causing them to behave a certain way. But if you are communicating to them, I need you to sit, I need you to do this, I need you to do that, and they're not doing it, a lot of people see that as sort of a a way of like, well, I must not be communicating. No, you are communicating, but it's not coming across for whatever reason. But then that wrongness of your communication, it's more like there is something else going on here that we need to have a look at. So it's, in a way, it is all communication, but in a way, a lot of people see themselves as, well, if my dog is not listening, then I'm not communicating. So everything ah. that is, will you just turn on creative, please? <laughs> yes, that's a gazillion, right? Oh, good, bad, pod, talk, all nine boys, shorts, and beyond. Uh, yep. And, and I, I'm going to, since I have you now, um, your point of view or how you work with I'm, the people being stuck in the story of their animal, be it, oh, they were abused, be it, we I'd only adopted them such and such, oh, they lived over here, oh, you know, the story that the people seem to be so invested in, how much does that contribute to the animal behavior? Let's just go with that. A huge amount, and it's actually, in a way, it is one of those things that we have to be very aware of because we can, first of all, with reiterating the story, we can really keep the animal stuck in a certain behavior. Um, and, you know, when when we have that energy about us all the time, the animal tries to fulfill that energy too. So, in a way, the story is our attempt often to kind of explain our animal's behavior. 
but what if we didn't have to do that anymore? What if we didn't have to dig through the mud to see where the behavior came from? But what if we actually said, okay, well, this behavior isn't working for me. So what is actually going on here from the box point of view? And one thing that, you know, I would actually suggest for Rio too is what if you were actually looking through your dog's eyes to see what is creating this behavior of barking all the time, for example? Is she barking because she is confident, because she's cocky, because she's aggressive, or is she barking because she's unsure, um, fearful, um, insecure? Which of those make you feel lighter? Which of those sort of go, oh, okay, that's sort of feels more like that's why she is barking because barking can be so many things. And we have to look at what is the bark. You know, which bark is it? Is it addressing somebody approaching the house? And even that could be different barks. It could be like, stay away from the house. And it could be like, somebody is coming. And it could also be like, ah, somebody is coming. You know, so um, we have to look at like, what is that, that, um, that sense, you know, so um, so Rio says it's confident and playful, and she's barking at other dogs. So you can actually say to her, okay, hey, um, they can hear you perfectly well. Can you tone this down? Can you actually be more quiet? Can we have one bark instead of twenty? Um, what is it actually that you could uh, help her with, and? and sort of give her a sense of like, oh, I don't have to keep doing this particular thing. I can express myself in a different way. And we have to make sure when we are addressing those things that we always tell the dog what we're asking for. Because if you say to her, stop barking, what does she actually receive as an energy? Hmm. If I say to you right now, don't think about an apple, <laughs> what do you think about, Right. So you you try to erase it really quick because I said don't, but you really can't help it. You think about it right away. You have that energy of apple right there. So the same with our dog. So if we are telling him stop barking, what we're really communicating is bark. And so you have to come up with different ways. Hey, be quiet. You got to be quiet. And it works really well when you really start having that energy of like, that's enough, now be quiet. And it really starts to change that whole energy. Um, and, you know, and and again, like, if you were to really be willing to look through your dog's eyes at the world, like, is she in general a confident dog? Or is she actually asking you to be more of the director of your little pack you know are you being totally and fully the director or are you letting her direct the show and so um, that would be something where I would look at it too and go hmm is it really me who is the director of our play here or is my dog the director and if my dog is the director is that really what I want (laughs) you know and so if I change even that attitude if I change that um that demeanor, things are going to shift. And I'll tell a quick story here because it is so fascinating. My friend Tammy has a horse in uh, Canada. And when she first got that horse, he was very obstreperous. And so she brought him to a trainer and she um, she said to him, well, look, 
you know, he doesn't stand when you put the saddle on. You, when you put the bridle on, he might do this. And so she was giving him the whole story of what this horse might be doing. And he, the trainer was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then he just walked into the trailer, put the halter on, put the horse into the um, arena, line, put a saddle on, put a bridle on, and got on the horse. And she was dumbfounded. You know, she basically, her jaw dropped to the ground. Well, was it because he is such a wonderful trainer? Well, he didn't buy any of her stories. He didn't buy anything about this horse. He just basically was being present with the horse and was not tolerating the horse to be anything but what he was sort of asking of him, but not by breaking him, but really by just being very clear on what he was looking for. And the horse was like, oh, I can deliver that. And Tammy realized that what was going on was she had to be much more clear about what she was asking for, what she was demanding of her horse, what she really was, who she was being around her horse. And we often forget. And when we start to be sort of pathetic and when we're sort of like, oh, I don't know, you know, then we start getting into trouble. Yeah, I, I like that being clear part. Uh, how clear are we with ourselves, with other people, let alone our own animals, on what's required, what's going to work for everybody, what's going to work for me, um, what's going to work for them. And it, and it is all of that comes to play. And I love that being clear, um, what's going to work for everybody. Let's take a break. And I'm going to come back and we're going to talk about, um, if you don't mind, I want to talk about um, the class some more. But the the word director um, and the different energy that has to other words that's being used in the dog training world these days. Sure. <laughs> Many of us make choices on how to care for our animals based on how it has been done in the past or what others have always done. What would it look like to choose what your pet requires, which may be very different from what others would choose? By tuning into Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show with certified animal chiropractor Dr. Andy Harper, you'll receive information and options you never even knew existed to improve your relationship with animals in your life. Listen to Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 p.m. Central Time, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on atizen.fm. This is Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show with certified animal chiropractor, Dr. Andy Harper, or more well-known as the Energy Wizard. To participate in the program today, please call us in the U.S. at 815-880-8255. That's 815-880-TALK. Or in Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at adizen.fm. You can also ask a question by sending an email to drandy at harpersridge.com. Welcome back once again to Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio. So along with hanging out with you every Monday on www.a2zen.fm, I do have a practice called Animal Magic, dog-centered family care in Denver, Colorado, where we offer chiropractic care, laser therapy, massage, acupuncture, aromatherapy, energetic magic sessions, dog training, um, beyond animal communication, bars, talent calls, classes, <laughs> workshops, so all for animals and their people. <laughs> I love it. 
And and can I just say something real quick, Andy? I, I have watched you work with animals. You're phenomenal. I really love the way that you are with them, you're working with them and, and how you approach all that. So I really, if, if somebody is listening who hasn't been in your care, please um, check her out. I mean, it is just phenomenal. I really, really, really enjoyed um, watching you working with these guys. So, Well, thank you. Wow. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, I had the pleasure of taking class with Susie in Texas. I can never remember. And the last year, I think. I don't remember yeah. when that was. And we had so much fun playing for days um, with the, the amazing beasts, these horses. And I am so excited for this class that's coming up and, and what we can shift and change in um, the dog world here in Denver and beyond. So this is the first time you're doing this type of class, is that correct? I mean, we, we you talk about it all the time, but is this like the first time you're doing a two-day yes. class? Yes, it's the first time doing it. Yeah, this is the first time doing a two-day class beyond training. I have done sort of like a, an intro evening, and I've done sort of a, a shorter class with that, but never two days. So, yeah, I'm really, really excited because there are really so many different avenues into this topic, and two days is going to be wonderful to really explore the depth and breadth of, of all of that, you know, that can be part of training and, and how so many people misunderstand what, what training is really, but also, you know, um, it's, it's so interesting actually um, somebody said, and I think it might've been Cesar Milan that even a, a well-trained dog can be a pet. Um, you know, because your mm-hmm. dog can can know everything about training and still be socially totally inept. So training in itself is one thing, but what is actually also available beyond all that? You know, a relationship with your dog is not based on the fact that he sits down when you say sit. You know, that, that really, it can be a part of it, but it's not the equivalent of a well-trained dog can have a terrible relationship with, with his person. So it's really, there is a lot of misunderstandings and a lot of about all that. Actually, let's run a clearing on that because, you know, I can see the energy. So every everything, you everywhere you have misidentified and misapplied training and the success of your training with the relationship that you have with your animal, will you please just join and create all that? Yes. Times Godzillion, right, wrong, good, bad, pod, talk, whole nine, boy, shorts, and beyond. Cool. So, yay. Um, and awesome. you, you said something about talking about the difference, I guess, or I'll let you ask the question about the whole director thing. <laughs> well, I like the energy beyond on that word because in the great, in the, I'm having some feedback. I don't know if anyone else is when I'm talking, so I apologize. Um, in the dog world, they always talked about, you know, alpha and being the alpha and that energy is strong. It doesn't necessarily have to be abusive, which other people, you know, misapply it as, but I like the director. What I talked with my clients about um, is being the mama energy, because I'm a girl, um, or you can be, a, a you know, the daddy energy, but that energy of... In, like you said, the director or in charge of the group, not necessarily abusive with the group, but in charge of the group. 
I have a group. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm using a group. It doesn't have to be a group. It could be the one dog or, you know, whatever. But I really like that term um, for people. So I think if, if you don't mind, I'm going to start using that. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, the thing is, um, I do talk a lot about leadership as well. And it is very interesting. A lot of people have so many points of views about all that, like being alpha, being a leader. And director sort of um, has a little bit of a different energy because it doesn't really, to a lot of people, mean all that much work. Because the interesting part is a lot of people see training and leadership and all that as a lot of work. And they, a lot of people say, well, when I'm coming home from work, the last thing I want to do is be an alpha. You know, I just want to sit on the couch and I want to watch telly or I want to take my dog for a walk and relax. I don't want to be the alpha. But so what does that actually mean to people then? You know, they have misidentified and misapplied that being an alpha means that you have to be mean and that you have to, like, you know, uh, have your dukes up and all this weird stuff, you know, where it's really more like, no, I'm just being clear about what I'm asking for. And I can do that in a totally relaxed state. As a matter of fact, the more relaxed you are in training and with your animal, the easier it will become. The denser you get, the more excited you get, the more um, intense you get, the harder it is for your animal to actually stay in touch with you. So it is sort of like... um, yeah, I, I don't really know how to describe it much better than mm-hmm. this, but there is sort of like really an energetic underlay with all of that that mm-hmm. we have to become aware of because it does affect our relationship. I, I like the energy around director. It might it might give people a little more space around what I'm trying to, you know, portray um with them. So thank you. Thank you so much for that contribution. That's awesome. Um, where I was going to go somewhere else, and then I had a blonde, a blonde moment. Oh, um, back to the class really, really quick. Is So we've covered agility. We've covered some behavior issues. We've co- like, who, who is this class not for? <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, I'm like, hello. <laughs> Well, um, the interesting part, and this is this is really funny, like I've had a lot of people that have come to my animal introduction classes and didn't really know why they were there because they particularly didn't really like animals even or, you know, like any any of those constellations. But then I would sometimes get an email like three, four months later and these people would say, you know, I was sitting in your class and I didn't know why I was there but my relationship to my children has changed. My relationship to my partner has changed. Uh, I have more ease communicating now. There are so many things that I'm seeing in a different way now, and it was all because of how you were explaining how these, how our communication with animals works. So it is kind of funny because we are kind of animals too. We are energetic beings as well. We respond to energy and so when we're applying these tools that we're applying to the animals, to our relationships, things can also change. Because how often do we say things to our kids and what comes out of our mouth is not really what is going on in our heads, you know. Um, for example, we might be like, our kid might be saying, Mommy, do you want to play with me? And and I might say yes, because I I know I should. But in my head, I'm like, oh. I really don't wish to do this right now. Well, guess what? The kid picks up 
that other piece. You know, the kid doesn't hear just the, oh, yeah, I want to play with you. It's more like the kid actually picks up that energetic underlying part that sort of says, oh, I don't, don't really wish to do that. And so the kid might then say, mommy, what's wrong? And then you might say, well, nothing is wrong. This is This is how we really are often also training our kids and ourselves to not paying attention to the energetics that are going on and not being really brutally honest with ourselves in that moment. And we have to start becoming more of, of that because the world and the animals are asking for it. We have to be willing to be more brutally honest. If we really don't want to play with our kid, then what else could we offer our kid in that moment? without totally frustrating them, but also with with honoring us in the same moment. Like, if you really just are not up for it, and playing with your kid could be walking your dog, it could be anything, you know, if you're really not up for it, then what else is possible? You know, have you considered any other options, or do you immediately go into like, no, no, I have to do this? So these are the kinds of um, feedbacks that I've gotten, and also... To answer your question, really anybody who's interested in furthering their relationship to their animal is really welcome to join this class because we're not really going through training techniques per se. We might talk a lot about different training techniques that not work, and we will bust a lot of myths around training tools. I can promise you that. Um, but it's not really about how to train your dog properly. Um, so it's really more than beyond training. It's all beyond training. So, yeah, um, please join us. If you feel drawn to this class, you will know. I know the people that show up, they know they have to come. Even if they don't have a dog, they will just sit there in the class. I know how that works. So if any of this mm-hmm. is, is ringing for you energetically, please join us because it's really not going to bore you. I can promise you that. <laughs> No, no boring, no boring in this class. So I'm so excited, um, and we're gonna—it's gonna be relaxed. We're gonna have fun with it. It's a lot of play, and I repeat that and repeat that and repeat that with people and their animals, because, like you said, that if you get all worked up or excited or tense, mm, how much can you play with all this? How much can you play with communication? How much play can you have with with training? techniques um and so how that's just awesome awesome we're gonna take a break really quick and we're gonna come on back with my with my special guest Susie Godsey uh worldwide coordinator to talk to the animals with access consciousness many of us make choices on how to care for our animals based on how it has been done in the past or what others have always done What would it look like to choose what your pet requires, which may be very different from what others would choose? By tuning into Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show with certified animal chiropractor, Dr. Andy Harper, you'll receive information and options you never even knew existed to improve your relationship with animals in your life. Listen to Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 p.m. Central Time, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on atizen.fm. This is Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show with certified animal chiropractor, Dr. Andy Harper, or more well-known as the Energy Wizard. To participate in the program today, please call us in the U.S. at 815-880-8255. That's 815-880-TALK. 
or in Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at adazen.fm. You can also ask a question by sending an email to drandy at harpersridge.com. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show with my special guest, Susie Godsey. Um, I I have, personally, if you're in the Denver area, we're going to be at Heroes Pets this weekend, this Saturday, June 13th. We're going to do um, their pet wellness fair, and that's over in Littleton, Colorado. And then we're going to have Chelsea Kent back on, owner and operator of Heroes Pets, for a four-part series on nutrition. So that will be coming up in the next few months, so check that out. And then what, if you're interested in the two-day class, but you're still like, hmm, I'm a, I need to meet this chick first, Susie's going to be at my um, office in Denver on June 23rd for an, uh, an hour and a half evening talk. Right now it's called Intro to the Talk to the Animals, but um, the last email I got from Susie's like, we need a fun name for this, so <laughs> I'm still asking that. Um, but that's going to be at 7 p.m. June 23rd, which is a Tuesday night. Um, my Denver office is in the Wash Park area, if you're familiar. Then, of course, the Beyond Training two-day class is July 28th and 29th, and that's in Lakewood, Colorado, at Training with Grace. And then we're also going to do a Conscious Horse, Conscious Rider in August. That won't be with Susie, but um, that's coming up August 15th and 16th. Um, they can find you at suzygodsey.com, F-U-Z-Y-G-O-D-S-E-Y. But they can also find you at Access, and you have tons of classes listed there all around the world, correct? Yeah, I do I do have some classes listed. I also do telecalls and especially the Talk to the Animals uh, beginning classes and are really fun to do on the phone as well. Um, the phone is really, it doesn't feel like it's a hindrance to really tap into the energy. Sometimes it actually forces us to really function more from the energy because we're looking at the animal and so often we try to look at the animal to see if we can uh, get information by seeing them. And, you know, that uh, that can be a limitation. It can also be a contribution. It really depends. But uh, it, the phone often can can create a difference for people to actually really truly go, okay, I am perceiving energy here even though I can't see the animal. So it, it can be really fun. Uh, and I have one actually coming up uh, tomorrow. It starts tomorrow morning um, at 11 o'clock Mountain Time. So if you still want to join, yeah, go to the Access Consciousness site and and sign up. I I more than uh, would be more than happy to uh, welcome you to the telecall to the six part series, which actually has two bonus calls. So it's an eight part series uh, telecall. So, yeah, awesome. So if that's light for anybody or you can see it's going to be a huge contribution to maybe you and your animal. You know, check that out. So accessconsciousness.com, um, search for Susie. You also do, you have your own radio show. You and Charlie. I do. Tell everybody about Charlie. <laughs> well, Charlie is my dog, and in January, um, he sort of uh, became more, uh, well, anyway, he is now, since January, has become the host of my of my radio show. <laughs> and uh, it's really changed the radio show quite dynamically. He's been a huge contribution. His uh, insights on things have blown my mind and, and several other people's minds as well. So it's been just amazing for me to, to collaborate with him in all of that. And 
since also started uh, blogging. So Charlie has his own blog now, and it's just been really, really fun. Um, so yeah, this this is it's been just major, major fun. But we do a lot of great topics there. Like last uh, last time, we talked with Shannon O'Hara about entities. That was a grand show. So if you want to listen to that, go to Block Talk radio.com forward slash conversations with dog and you know they they are really kind of fun shows if you want to catch on up on them yeah <laughs> so that was an amazing <laughs> amazing episode with shannon um if you're if you're listening this going wow this is a different conversation check out that conversation about animals and entities and it it, it was it, yeah, it was amazing. I, I had the pleasure of listening to it. And it kind of goes into um, your monthly call that you do, the avatar call, about animals and the planet and the world and and how all of this can contribute to to each other and everyone involved. Yeah, amazing. there's a lot of things that I am sort of offering and I'm actually looking at doing more. So there's more coming, so stay tuned. Um I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna stop any of it. It's just gonna be more. <laughs> awesome. And, and and back to Charlie's contribution. And I love it. I love you putting a face to that energy. As I talk about it all the time, I'm like, well, what can your animal contribute to your life and living today? Have you acknowledged what they've done? What they are contributing? And it's not. And it is all energetic. And it's not they went and, you know, actually wrote the report. But it was that energetic contribution that allowed it to come through. Um, Or however. And you may or may not ever truly put words to what they can contribute to your life and living. Um, But I ask mine every day, what can I contribute to you and what can you contribute to me? And I thank them for their contribution. I acknowledge them. Probably not even to the extent that they even require or or I don't even get it all yet and I'm working on it every day. Um, and so that honor, that acknowledgement and that contribution that we can be to them and they can be to us, I think that we're looking at just the tip of the iceberg in my little point of view. Yeah. No, it's, it, that is absolutely true, Andy. And, and we do, I do get that there's so much depth to it uh, that we really... It is sort of a daily aha moment, light bulbs every day. So <laughs> definitely, <laughs> yeah. I and the yeah, the, and the more questions I ask, and the more that I look at it, and the more we have these conversations, or the more I listen to your conversation with Shannon, it's like, oh yeah, it could be even bigger, and oh yeah, it could be even bigger. And what else can we contribute to each other? Um, and how can we change the planet? Yeah, how can we exactly. change all of our relationships with all of our animals? Yeah, um, with training and beyond. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it, it, it's actually interesting because you know um, we talked a little bit earlier about behavior issues and and the communication bits and pieces of it. And uh, somebody was asking in the chat room, is is the dog communicating something? They are always when there isn't an, an issue of any sort, they are communicating something. But oftentimes what we are actually not acknowledging is that it doesn't have to be that complicated either. It could just be like, I don't know what you want from me. You know, so we have to really be willing to kind of look at, 
it's not always this big conversation about, oh, I don't like my life or I don't like living with you or I want to live somewhere else or I don't like the work I'm doing. It can really be just a simple thing of, I really don't know what you want from me, so I, I'm i doing this because this feels the closest to the energy that you're projecting at me, but <laughs> uh, then I'm getting, getting yelled at, so I'm confused, you know, so it could really be this very interesting dilemma that could show up for an animal. And, um, you know, uh, like a little fun story for that. So, for example, how many of you had a puppy tear apart the couch and you come home and you're angry because your couch is torn apart, but in, internally you're laughing because it's actually kind of cute as well. Like how confusing <laughs> would that be to the dog, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, sometimes we, we – we, I – you pull apart the layers, and I'm like, okay, so how much do you actually kind of think this behavior is a little cute? And they'll kind of <laughs> grin at, you know, people will grin at you like, yeah, I kind of like it. I'm like, well, then why would they change it? They, they're they yeah. getting that piece of the energy. Mama actually kind of thinks that's cute. So, you know, <laughs> I'm going to keep doing it. And so, and then I always talk about, I don't know how often you talk about it, I'm like, if it's not a problem to you, it's not a problem. You know, if you walk in the door and your dog is jumping on you and you don't think it's a problem, then it's not a problem. Yes, a trainer would say they should sit or they should do something else and blah, blah, blah. But if it's not a problem for you, you know, almost stop beating yourself up because maybe it's not a problem. Um, But, you know, and it just depends on the animal and your situation and what's going to work and... Oh, my goodness, and we can cover all of this in two... I don't know, can we cover it all in two days? I don't know. <laughs> I know there is so much to it. Uh, There's so much. <laughs> so, um, so, and Charlie, yeah. Charlie is wagging his tail right now. He's sound asleep, but wagging his tail. So um, he is probably he's probably agreeing with like, yeah, this is there is a lot to cover, and you know we can talk on yeah. forever. <laughs> yeah, and, and at least you guys are starting. So you know, thank you, thank you, thank you for talking to the animals for all these years. And, and just keep talking to them. Um, and, and, yeah, I'm not even matching all that energy that I want to thank you for. Um, <laughs> next week's show is The Magic of the Walk-In Sync Harness with guest Alicia Evans. Um, you can reach me after the show at Facebook backslash Harper's Ridge or email me at drandy at harpersridge.com. You can get a hold of Susie at suzygodsey.com or the Access Consciousness webpage. I want to thank you so much um, for joining me today. I am so excited you're going to be here in Denver. I'm excited for our little talk in June and our two-take class in July. Um, thank you, we have Andy. Whole, thank you so much. Yeah. Um, and making time for this in your busy, busy schedule. Um, thank you, thank you. And until we meet again, how much fun can you have with your animal? Thank you so much, Andy. It was a pleasure being here. Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show. Dr. Andy will return next Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 p.m. Central Time, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on AtoZen.fm. We hope you'll join us. Until then, just how much magical fun can you have with your animals?